And, uh, you know, of course, last Sunday we uh, spoke. How many of you enjoyed what I had to say about the Shroud of Turin? That was very interesting, I think. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, with Sunday being Easter, of course, goes without saying, we'll have something good from the Word of God to say about Jesus and His resurrection this next Sunday. Um, now, next Wednesday night, what the Lord wants me to talk about is post-resurrection events. Post-resurrection events, you know, because seldom do we, I mean, we, you know, have Jesus come out the tomb, praise God. Isn't that wonderful? But you know there's a lot happened after that that we seldom ever talk about. And we're going to sequence that next Wednesday and go from the time that, you know, he was raised from the dead, the appearances that he made to the different ones, you know, the different disciples and so on, and then his ministry on earth for what was it, about 40 days, wasn't it? Uh, After he was raised from the dead, we'll just sequence that. And then uh, he'll... Till, till the time he was seated at the right hand of the Father. So we'll do that next Wednesday, post-resurrection events. You, you think that'd be interesting? That'd be interesting. Uh, so tonight, what I want to talk about tonight, and I like to cover this every once in a while. It's, it's just a good informational uh, message on, talk to you t- tonight about three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. Now, uh, you know... Most folks think that Jesus died on Good Friday, but he didn't. You understand that? Now, if you want to believe that he did, that's fine. You can believe he died on Friday. And, uh, you know, it's not so much when he died, it's that he died. Do you get what I just said? And then three days later, he was raised from the dead. But, again, how many has been taught that he died on Friday? I was taught that. Good Friday. But if you ever do the math, it doesn't work. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He's being raised on Monday then, right? Did you ever stop and think about that? And it doesn't work mathematically. He didn't die on a Friday. We'll show you tonight that he didn't. But he was... Raised, the Bible's clear that he appeared to Mary on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. So, you know, now if you disagree with what I'm saying here tonight, then we, you know, we can still be friends and both of us be saved. Amen? But how many, would you, how many of you would like me to go on and finish this and show you? I want to show you from the Bible. The Bible clearly tells us. And if you do a little study, just a little bit of study, you can see that he didn't die on a Friday. All right? Notice, let's first of all, Matthew, the 12th chapter, real, real fast, let's go to verse 38. And let's look at this. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights, notice that, three days and three nights, Do you see that? Three days and three nights. Three 24-hour cycles. Do you see that? 12 12 hours in the day, 12 hours in the night. You all right? 
So, uh, uh, for Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Right? Three days, three nights. And, and, and you know, you get in and you study the Bible, you'll see that his tomb, uh, that his body was in the tomb for three days and three nights. And his spirit, you know, his spirit left his body on the cross, right? At three o'clock in the afternoon. And the Bible's clear, his spirit went into the heart of the earth. You understand that? And remember when he was raised from the dead, came out of the tomb, Mary was going to touch him, and he said what? Touch me, not for I have not yet ascended. So when he died on the cross, his spirit left his body, but his spirit didn't go as many think. It went into the heart of the earth. And much we could say about that. I'm not going to get into that uh, with you tonight. I've done a lot of teaching on that from the Bible over the last many years. And there's much controversy as to what actually happened during those three days and nights. But I'll tell you this much, and I've, doc- I've spent hours. How many have been here when I've gone through the Bible with you, what happened? You know, but I'll just say this. Whatever did happen, it was sufficient. Amen? So I, but I, that's not my subject here tonight. Now, notice Matthew 16, 21. Let's go there very quickly. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples, Matthew 16, 21, that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised when? The what? The third day, right? And then Mark 8, 31. Mark 8, 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after... How many days? Three days rise again. And we saw in Matthew three days and three nights, right? Three 24-hour cycles. Now, if Jesus, as I said a while ago, if he had died on a Friday, three days and three nights, because we know he died at three o'clock in the afternoon, so just for the sake of simplicity, we'll just, let's say they had him in the tomb by 6 p.m., and then you go three days and three nights from there. Well, we start at Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to... We're into Monday. Friday can't work. But we know, we know first day of the week, Sunday is, is correct, but Friday doesn't work. Now, let me just read from my notes so I don't miss anything. The Hebrews counted days and nights from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., whereas the Romans, like we do today, count days and nights from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. I mean, that's how I think of days and nights, don't you? From midnight to noon and all of that. (laughs) And again, Jesus died at 3 p.m. You know, let's say he's in the tomb by 6, three days and three nights, three 12-hour cycles, uh, three 12-hour day cycles, three 12-hour night cycles, or how many total? 72 hours. Three full 24-hour cycles. So again, day one, Friday from 6 p.m. to Saturday, 6 p.m. Day two is Saturday to Sunday. Day three, Sunday to Monday. And we have to say, whoops, that doesn't work, does it? I'm just repeating what I just said. 
You, you with me? We know, he, we know he's, raised, he's raised the first day of the week, Sunday, but if you count back three, it doesn't work. Friday doesn't work. Now, why do people assume that he died on a Friday anyway? Well, look at Mark 15 and verse 42. I hope I'm not kicking over any sacred cows here tonight, but if they need kicking, then they need kicking, don't they? Good information here tonight. Mark 15, verse 42. Now, when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, notice, the day before the Sabbath. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and taking uh, courage, went into Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate marveled that he was that Jesus was already dead. And summoning the centurion, he asked him if he had uh, been dead for some time. So when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. Then he, brought, he bought fine linen. Well, there's the shroud of Turin. You know, we talked about that Sunday. Took him down, wrapped him in the linen, and he laid him in the tomb which had been hewn or cut out of the rock and rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. And of course, the guard was set and all of that. But again, verse 42, let's read that again. Now, when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, we assume because uh, the Jews' Sabbath is on Saturday that Jesus died on Friday. I mean, the Jews' weekly Sabbath is on a Saturday, right? Right? And so the assumption is that this is the, the the assumption here is that this is the weekly Sabbath or Saturday that it's talking about. Uh, the weekly Sabbath always falls on Saturday, the seventh day of the week. And what's the first day of the week? Sunday, and all of that Sabbath. You know, Saturday. That's the weekly. But we have to realize we have to realize that the Jews had other Sabbaths. Or high days. You understand that? They had other Sabbaths or high days. And I'm not going to mention all of them right here. But only one of them that, that pertains to this message. Now look at John 19 verse 14. Look at John 19 14. Now, it was the preparation day of the Passover. And remember the Passover, you know, we'll look at it here in a moment, is when, back in the Old Testament, remember when the death angel came through the land and was going to kill the firstborn? Remember that? And, and anyone that had the blood of the, of, the, of the lamb, you know, in the shape of the cross on the doorpost, then the death angel would pass over. Remember that? So now it was the preparation day of the Passover. About the sixth hour. Now, this is important. About the sixth hour. See, the synoptic gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, used Jewish time. John used Roman time. So this sixth hour would be 6 a.m., which fits the context since Jesus went on to the cross at 9 a.m. Remember, he hung there from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
So when this, when it says, now it was the preparation day of the Passover, about the sixth hour, this sixth hour that John is talking about is 6 a.m. And when did Jesus go on the cross at 9 a.m.? You can see that if you, if you study a little bit. And he said to the Jews, behold your king. And they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to be crucified. Then they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, when they, uh, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now look at verse 31. John 19, 31. <clears throat> so Jesus has been crucified. We'll skip to verse 31. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the bodies should... Now watch this now. That the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath was a what? It wasn't the weekly. It wasn't a weekly. Saturday. For it was the preparation day that the body should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath was a high day. So don't get that this one confused with the weekly Saturday. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. That's interesting, isn't it? We automatically think that that, that Sabbath was, the, was a Saturday, therefore Jesus had to die on a Friday, but the one it's talking about here is a high day. Now, to try to tie down a little more for you when Jesus actually died, let's go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus, the 12th chapter and the first verse. How many likes a little information like this? It's in, in, interesting. Exodus, the 12th chapter and the first verse. Now, the Lord, now, let's look at some types, uh, a type here. Look back, and we'll, I believe from what I'm going to share with you, we'll be able to tie down what day of the week Jesus died on. And then we'll count forward those 24-hour cycles and think it'll make, Make perfect sense. Watch this. Exodus 12, verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months, and it shall be, now notice this, the first month of the year to you. First month of the year. Okay? And then speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, O are on the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, According to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be, notice, without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the, notice, the 14th day, 14th day of the same month. So the first month of the year, that's significant, that's in verse 2, first month of the year. And then verse 6, the 14th day of the same month. When the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel kill it. 
at twilight, kill it, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where they eat it. Talk, now it's talking about the Passover. That's in the form of the cross, right? Skip, for sake of time, skip to verse 12. <laughs> for I'll pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. There is a judgment of God, isn't there? How many of you know there's the goodness and the severity of God? And both of them need to be preached in balance from the pulpits of America. Amen? Not just one or the other. Now notice, verse 13, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over. There's where Passover comes in. Pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So what's it, what you need to get out of this is we've got the Passover, which is one of the major types of the Lord Jesus and his death with these, this land that's being, this animal that's being put to death, right? And that it's blood being applied in the shape of a cross. Perhaps the major, one of them, I mean, other than the brass serpent where Moses, you know, when, he, when God had him put the brass serpent on the pole. How many remembers that? And Jesus said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. How many remembers that? That's a type of Jesus dying on the cross. Well, this is another type. Probably that brass serpent and this are probably the two major types of Christ dying in the Old Testament. And what's significant here is the first month of the year and the 14th day of the same month. So remember that. And then, of course, the question is, well, let's tie down the first month. So you have to go to Esther 3.7. Esther 3.7. See if you can find that in your Bible. Esther 3 and 7. Just for, just for one tidbit of information here, in Esther 3 and 7, in the first month, now remember we read in Exodus, the first month, and what day was important? The 14th day of that first month. But here in Esther 3, 7, it tells us the first month, which is the month of Nisan. See that? So that tells us in the month of Nisan, the first month of the year, 14th day, to match the, the, the type here. I think this is interesting. When you go in and you do a comparison of calendars and you, you take the calendars and and compare them with this type, that the 14th day of the month of Nisan. Let me just read from my notes. To fit the Old Testament type, when you compare the, the calendars, go back and do a little study and compare the calendars, Jesus died on the 14th day of Nisan, which was the preparation day when the Passover lambs were killed, Comparing this then to our calendar, that is the Roman or the Julian, the Julius Caesar calendar that we still use, along with the knowledge of Jesus dying according to scholars in 30 AD, we find that the 14th day of Nisan, when you go back and compare all of this according to the work scholars have done and comparing this information with our calendar, you go back 
30 AD, we find that the 14th of Nisan was on April the 6th, 30 AD, which was actually a Wednesday. A Wednesday. A Wednesday. Now let's do the math again. If we assume Jesus died on a Wednesday, and we know he died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you can see that in the gospel accounts. And let's just, see, he dies at 3 p.m., and just for the sake of argument, let's say that he's in the tomb by 6 p.m., which would have been, been necessary. And then you do three 24-hour cycles, 12 hours for the day, 12 hours for the night. Remember Jesus said he'd be in the belly of the earth for what? Three days and three nights. So if you count these as 24-hour cycles, three of them would be 72 hours. So with the knowledge now that we have that he died on Wednesday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, April the 6th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and in the tomb by 6 p.m., we'll start Wednesday at 6 p.m. So Wednesday, 6 p.m. to Thursday, 6 p.m. is one day. Then Thursday, 6 p.m. to Friday, 6 p.m. is day two. And then Friday, 6 p.m. to Saturday, 6 p.m. is day three. And Jesus rose from the dead sometime after 6 p.m. on Saturday evening. Now, when after 6 p.m.? I'm not, you know. But we can look at a little more scripture and, and, and glean some more things, I think. Now, you realize in the Greek there's no punctuation, right? All right? Now, you can't change the words, but you can change the punctuation. Right? There's no punctuation. The punctuation is put in there at the discretion of the translators. Did you know that did you know that you can move a comma and make, make, make a sentence say something totally different than what it is intended to say? Do you realize that? Uh, look at Mark 16 and 9, and let's look at this. Mark 16 and 9, because based on what I've just shared for, with you in the last 15 minutes or so, somebody would probably bring this verse up. And they'll say, Pastor, wait just a minute. Did you read Mark 16 and 9? Now when he rose, now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. Now, if that first comma, now is that comma inspired or was that put in there at the discretion of the translators? Discretion of translators. So that comma is not inspired. You know what I mean by that? So when you read that, now when, he, now when he rose early on the first day of the week, if you read it that way, that verse says he rose early on the first day of the week. Thus you get your sunrise services. And there's nothing wrong with having sunrise service. How many would like it if we did a sunrise service sometime around here? I have no takers. Okay, well, I got one taker. I said, why don't you do good Friday services? Well, because Jesus didn't die on a Friday. That's a good answer. 
But there'd be nothing wrong with that. And you know what? If that would draw sinners to come and we could share Jesus with them and get them saved, I'd be all for it. How about you? Amen? Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, if you put the comma after week, that says he rose early on Sunday. Now, <clears throat> that could well be because based on what I said, he, he rose after 6 p.m., sometime after 6 p.m. on Saturday evening. Now, I don't want to get into technicalities and, you know, at, right at 6 p.m., you know, he's because he might have been in the tomb by 5 p.m. You understand? But we know he died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so we can get in and, and argue technicalities. How long do we know he had to be in there? Three days and three nights. That's a given, okay? But, but notice, now when, he rose, now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, but what if... We put the comma after when he rose, comma. Early on the first day of the week, he appeared. See, now it says something totally different, doesn't it? Now, when he rose, comma. Now, we know for the sake of what we're saying here tonight, he rose sometime after 6 p.m. on Saturday night, right? Now, when he rose, comma. Early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Now, it says... It doesn't say that he had to rise early sometime on Sunday morning, does it? We just know that that early, early on the first day, we early on Sunday, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. We're going to talk about post-resurrection events next Wednesday. But do you see that you can't just conclude from that verse that he rose first thing Sunday morning? Do you understand that? Because somebody would bring that up and say, Pastor, you know, you, did you ever read that verse? Well, yeah, I did. And that verse does not contradict anything I've said here tonight. Now then, somebody might also go to Matthew 28 and 1. So let's go there. We do know, I mean, I, I can conclude from that verse that he... Did, did, we, did we move already? Did, go back to that one I just had up there. If, if you, is that one? Is that still the one up there? Mark, Mark 16.9? Yeah, let's go back to that for just a second. Mark 16.9. He, er, he did appear to her early on the first day of the week, right? He rose from the dead and he appeared to her early. Now, he might have, now he might have come out of the tomb early on Sunday morning. I, you know, he might have. But I know he appeared to her early in the morning on the first day of the week. But now, let's look at Matthew 28 and 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week... Now, the first day of the week is a Sunday. Now, after the Sabbath... Here it's talking about the weekly Sabbath. It has to be. Here it's talking about the weekly Sabbath. But remember, don't get that confused with that high day we were talking about a while ago. You have to watch your P's and your Q's when you're studying the Bible. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. Isn't that correct? See, if you just go in there and, and read, 
I love what Brother Hagin said. It's so good. If you just go, it's like, it's like you know, the gold miners of, of yesteryear, you know. How many remember the gold mining days? If you just go out there and, and skim the surface, you'll get some gold. But to get the real vein of gold, you have to do some digging. If you just read the Bible, there's a blessing that comes from reading the Bible, all right. But, it, but you've got to do more than just read. You've got to dig and study. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, right? A workman. See, studies work. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Took me hours to come up with this from the Bible. I didn't just sit down and just read. Oh, isn't that you had I had to dig for hours and hours and hours and hours over the years gone by to come up with this. Amen. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, well, that first day of the week, there's no argument about that. That's Sunday. So this has to be talking about the Saturday weekly Sabbath. Now, after the Sabbath, weekly, the first day of the week, Sunday began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb. Well, that goes right along with everything we're saying, right? You Okay. Because somebody, you know, might read that and say, well, I mean, it goes right along. And behold, now, now I get excited on this next part. You might have to keep me glued to the floor here. I don't know that I'll get over and say anything about this on Sunday. It just depends how the Spirit's moving. How many of you know the Holy Ghost still running this place? He started running it in 1994 and he's run it for the last 15 years and he's still running it. Can you say Amen. There's not a man, a boy, a woman, a girl running this. The Holy Ghost runs it. Amen? So it just depends how he leads me on Sunday. But I'm going to get on it tonight. Now, behold, there was a great earthquake. Verse 2. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now, where is the angel? Sitting on the stone. Right? His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Now, we assume that it was the angel that caused the guards to shake in fear and become like dead men. We assume that, but that's an assumption only at best. How many of you know God? Well, I've got one hand. My, we ought to be preaching a salvation message here tonight. Ninety percent of my church is lost. How many knows God? How many knows Jesus? Amen. There you go. All right. You're saved. Good. I was just teasing with you. But we're just assuming that the guard shook for fear of the angel and became like dead men because of the angel. Who said it was the angel that they... I feel like I had the Spirit of God just quicken. You know that's a good word there, an old English word. It means bring something alive to you. I just know God, and you know what? Jesus, we see where they carried him in, right? But for years, I could never find... Now, I knew that's clear he's raised from the dead. It's clear he came out of the tomb. But I was looking for a verse that clearly showed him walking out the door. You with me? 
And I looked and looked and looked and looked, and it was right there all the time. I just needed, you know, we need the Spirit of God to lead us and guide us in our study of the Word of God. And it jumped right out at me. It's, it was right there all the time. Verse 3, his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. That's not the description of an angel. That's the description of Jesus. Go over in the book of Revelation when Jesus appeared to John and see how he appears. That's Jesus. That's that's a description of Jesus, not of an angel, of Jesus. Dear friends, notice this. After the weekly Sabbath, Saturday is the first day of the week. Sunday began to dawn. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb. now, Now behold, before that, How long before that? I don't know, but 6 p.m. Saturday up to that time, I don't know, somewhere in there, there was a great earthquake. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door and took up the best seat in the house for the greatest, bless God, the greatest thing that ever was going to happen. And he got the best seat in the house on that stone, bless God. And his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. See, Jesus was carried in there in a, a dead body was carried in there but bless God three days later he came out alive can you say amen can you say amen can you say amen my God he came out of there and when he came out his countenance was like lightning it wasn't like when he went in there unrecognizable according to Isaiah 52 he came out and his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow he came out in that glorified body with the glory of God all around him bless God forevermore and he walks out and the power of God comes on oh my God it scared him half to and they fall down can you say amen Glory to God. Praise God. That's exciting, dear friends. There just had to be somewhere in the Bible that it showed Jesus walking out the door. And right there it is. It wasn't the angel. It was Jesus that caused them to fall. My God, that excites me. Total victory right here of Jesus walking out of that tomb. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Well, that's what happens when Jesus walks up. Not an angel. Did you hear me? But the angel answered and said to the women. See, there's a lot of, there's time going on in here now. If you just read, there's time. This happens and then eventually now, this happened before, I mean, when did he appear to her first? Early on the first day of the week. So sometime between Saturday 6 p.m. and early, this takes place. And then the women, eventually they show up there at the tomb, don't they? But the angel answered and said to the women, so they show up there, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, and he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. So Jesus had already walked out, hadn't he? Hadn't he? And we'll get into these post-resurrection events, pick up next week, and I'll just lay this down for you just in, in chronological order how it all took place. How many of you would like that? You like that? Did you get anything out of this tonight? Now, if you still want to believe that Jesus died on a Friday and go to a good Friday service, you know what? That's fine. You can believe that and still be saved. Did you hear me? But according to my study, he died on a Wednesday. 
But does it matter? I mean, really, tell me the truth. Does it matter if he died on a Wednesday or Friday, as far as our salvation is concerned? It, no, you're not going to get saved because you believed he died on a Wednesday or you believed he died on a Friday. You're going to get saved because you believe that he died. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. You know, there's preachers that will just, you well, if you believe he died on a Friday, you can't be saved. You know, that's ridiculous. The important thing is that you have to believe that he what? That he died and that on the third day he rose from the dead, right? You okay? But according to the study here, when did he die? He died on a Wednesday. And sometime, sometime, 6 p.m. Saturday on up, wherever, I don't know, somewhere in there, he rose and he walked out the tomb. Praise God. And I'm so glad he did. How about you? Did you get anything out of this? Was it worth your, was it worth it 50 minutes tonight coming for? Amen. Ushers come. We're going to receive the tithes and the offerings. Praise God. If you need an envelope, raise your hand real.